stage you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. Hello to all our dads out there and moms. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Fade You podcast. We really appreciate you listening. Please share the pod, spread the word, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fade You Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Like we said, share it out, share everything. We're trying to get the word out, putting in some good work during the football season. This is our Wednesday college preview episode show. Uh, it is episode 70. We're recording on September 8th, 2021. My name is Matthew James. I do have a few dads here with me tonight. I have Kmart here. Kmart, you ready for some football? I was born ready. There we go. Neil, you ready for some football? Absolutely. NFL can't come soon enough. Uh, and, and it's my birthday. Like, there's nothing better than on your birthday having the very first NFL game of the season. That's absolutely awesome. Chris Duke, I know you're ready. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. So we last recorded on Monday afternoon as Ole Miss and Louisville were kicking off. Dennis fired Ole Miss first half in full and their team totals over. And Chris, he went 4-0 on those. He did piss his second half bet at halftime. He went 1-1 on baseball yesterday. So just look out, everyone. Den's on a 5-2 run. Stop everything. Chris, just tell people this is temporary and not to freak out over a little mini run for him. Do not freak out. He was on a square team total and a double-digit favorite on in college. You know, that was supposed to – a lot of people uh, like that uh, Ole Miss team. I think they're high on him this year. So, he got one right. Um, I was hoping he might be on Louisville, but we know he doesn't take – dogs so uh folks stay the course uh this is week two and now week one in nfl we've already told you you will be successful in the long run i mean the units don't lie i've been doing this for five years so if you don't think i've seen the peaks and valleys just stay the course you will be successful what you can do is you can't lose the faith and say oh he's kind of hot right now i'm not gonna bet because you just you never know when the 0-4 oh, is coming next, you never know when he's going to go 1-4 and four in a single game. So don't panic. He won some units back. It's great. He won with the Pirates, and he pissed it away immediately on a stupid Rockies bet. So just bet them all. You'll be fine. We want to talk college football on this pod here, and I want to start with Oregon, Ohio State. This is one that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, for good reason, marquee matchup, Big Ten, Pac-12. Kyle, I'll have you start with this one because I know you were talking about Oregon plus 14 uh, and having a lot of interest in that. So uh, there's some injury concerns. How much is that factoring into your decision on whether to play this game or not? Um, I mean, it's there's always a little bit, you know, takes takes into play. But at the end of the day, 14 and a half points now. I haven't bet the line because I'm just kind of watching it to see what what everyone else is kind of doing to it. But at getting 14 and a half, two scores, um, it's just a lot. I mean, how many times? It's, it's college. Like, 
you got to remember, we're betting on 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Like, I think in college, there's more of an outlier with taking the dogs, especially in a big profiled game. I still think Oregon is the class of, of the Pac-12 until I see otherwise. I'm not discouraged of what I saw last week. I saw him jump out 14-0 and then probably coast a little too much and allow that game to, you know, be a coin flip. But, um, no, no, I, I'm keeping the faith with Oregon. Um, Ohio State, you know, they still got some kinks to work out with Stroud. And I, I just – maybe at worst I get a backdoor cover. I just can't see Oregon losing this game by 24 points or something like that. That just seems ludicrous to me. Neil, what about you? How much are you kind of holding your breath, waiting and seeing on Thibodeau? How much are you weighing – that Oregon barely got by Fresno State going into this one. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, when I when I look at this game on paper, you know, it's just one of those. I I can't find anything positive about Oregon and the spot that Oregon's in right now. Um, you know, you come off sort of a nail biter against the Fresno State team that you know is probably a pretty good team, but certainly they you know they were. 12 points away from covering that spread and only won by seven points at home. You know, you, you don't have Thibodeau. Like Kyle said, you have a lot of young kids and I haven't been to the shoe in Ohio, but I know Kyle has, I got him. It's going to be crazy, right? It's a 9 a.m. start time for a West coast team. And, you know, that kind of it like played into my handicap going against Stanford this last week. And we saw them put up seven points. I you know, Thibodeau's going to be a huge piece if he can't put pressure. If he's not playing and can't put pressure on Stroud, you know, a, a quarterback that, you know, is only in his second game and that not being able to put pressure on him and allowing him to sit in the pocket and just find, you know, Alave all day long. Like, there's nothing positive for Oregon that I can find on paper, with the exception of that now it's 14 and a half, right? You blew through 13 and a half and went to 14 and a half. So it's really, I mean, it's tough, like Kyle said, at 14 and a half to get a backdoor cover. You know, I, you certainly could. I'm, I, I'm still fifth, really 50-50 on this one. I think Thibodeau is a huge deal, especially in a game, you know, again, with Stroud just making his, his second start. And, you know, he didn't look, you know, he looked like a, you know, a first-time quarterback in that game against Minnesota. So I think he's going to, Thibodeau is going to be a big part of this. Um, and will probably end up, you know, skewing me one way or another once I find out if, if he's a go or not. Chris, a little interesting that this line opens at 14, and then I would I would expect sharp guys to buy the 14 like some of our guys are talking about here, but it's interesting that this is 14 and a half most places now. What do you think of the action on this one? You know Ohio State's going to be in every single parlay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of people are talking about the over already too. How can there not be a ton of points between these two, right? And lacking defense and uh have great offenses like we saw in the Minnesota game and everything. So yeah, I, I don't know. This is more of an I've I've heard this too, and I think I'm gonna take more of a stay away approach for this one, like for the time being. We know our buddy that uh uh rhymes with phlegm, uh <laughs> 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 rhymes with fucking uh Denny McDenden is going to probably touch this game because it is like Neil said, 
a 9 a.m. start time here, and he loves to get in on that early action. So um, I'll probably let him decide. Chances are he'll be on the Ohio State side um, and maybe the over, like I mentioned. Uh, he loves when there's points. So we'll see. I'm going to take that approach, just step back. What about the rest of the Pac-12, Neil? Before we started recording, you were starting to talk about some of the line movement in these Pac-12 games. What are you noticing? Yeah, I think we saw, you know, we sort of talked, you know, the last pod we just talked about how the Pac-12 was dog shit in week one opening. Um, we've, we've seen a couple other games. So obviously we have the Oregon game that went, you know, I, I saw a 13 and a half at a point, went to 14 and now 14 and a half. I've seen, um, you know, Washington, I think, opened up at a five, five and a half uh, plus going to Michigan. I saw they're now getting a touchdown as of recording this. I checked a half hour ago, so it's at a full seven right now. Um, the Cal game, Cal is at TCU. This line opened nine and a half. It's been steamrolled now all the way to Cal plus 12. Um, so two and a half point swing on that one. Um, so really there is no love in the market for the Pac-12. Um, you know, the other games, obviously USC and Stanford play each other. Uh, so that game's at 17. I think Kyle will probably have something on that one. Um, Utah's, Utah, Oregon State, Arizona have all stayed, you know, right in their range, probably deservingly so. Um, you know, did, Arizona outperformed. They covered their spread. Oregon State did hold up well against Purdue. Um, and Utah took care of business. But, yeah, I don't know how much we learned, it, uh, you know, with them against Weber State. Um, but certainly some of the marquee teams going up against the school, you know, some of the bigger name schools, the lines have steamrolled against the Pac-12. Yeah, Kyle, what do you have on that? I mean, I got, I'm got i again going pretty heavy on the uh, Pac-12, but it's not so much a fade this week because uh, obviously we do have a, a couple, uh, one uh, in-conference game. Uh, what Neil touched on, Stanford, USC, I, I'm i in with Stanford at plus 17 and a half because I'm not taking much of what we saw last week, again, with that 9 a.m. Pacific time kickoff, kind of what Neil's talking about with Oregon, which I'm kind of, you know, I didn't really handicap that much into it. I'll, I'll admit to that. So that might just take me off of that with their defensive injuries. But, I mean, Stanford – they're well coached. 17 and a half is just way too many. Um, and, and again, it's, it's kind of the similar handicap. It's a 7.30 kickoff. Like at halftime, these kids are going to be like, I'm usually playing Madden right now. What's, what's going on? So you could see, you know, some lingering effects in the second half where, you know, maybe they get slowed up. I just, I, again, just don't see them running away with this. Um, over under 52. So what does that suggest? Final score of 34 to 17 ish. I mean, yeah, seems about right. Sure. What, but I, I mean, I, Kyle, what, Kyle, what do you think of that total? I don't know. I, I, I am not good at over unders. It, it seems, it seems weird though. I'd probably, I'd probably lean on the under on it. Um, again, because of the kickoff, not really knowing. I, th- I think this is going to be a feel them out type thing. That's how these guys usually play. First quarter is a feel them out, so it could be very, very low scoring. 
and we're going to be getting text from Chris saying this is low as a, you know what? Um, so I, I would definitely lean heavy on the under on that. Uh, cause it would have to be a mass massive turnovers in the second half, massive scoring to get it over. Um, Another game I like in the Pac-12 is BYU plus seven at home. Those two, it's kind of like the battle of religious grounds over there, bragging rights for a, for a year. It's, you know, here in California, or if you're, you know, not a religious type, I don't think, you know, you really think, oh, Utah, BYU, what are you talking about? But listening to Steve Young earlier, I mean, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that was that big of a rivalry. Um, I mean, they, I don't know if it's SCUCLA, but, you know, they, they definitely put a lot into that game. And I, I know BYU lost a lot, but they also retained a lot. And I'm going to take those seven points all day long, and I'm going to finish that off. Man, I got a bunch of 7 o'clock games going. Uh, I love San Diego State now at plus two against Arizona because I still think Arizona is – the epitome of the Pac-12. I think they're going to struggle to get wins. And that's probably proof in why that line opened at minus one. Chris, go ahead and jump in with any takes on what was discussed. Or are you looking elsewhere? Isn't that the civil war that he's uh, talking about? Is that the rivalry they call it? Civil war is... Oregon. Oh, the, the, Oregon. Oh, yeah, oh, Oregon. The, the Holy War. Mm-hmm. It's the Holy, Holy War. Right? Holy War, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Moes battling it out. Love to see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like what Kyle said. Uh, that Arizona line's interesting. San Diego State just looked like shit against New Mexico State. That really makes you – and then, you know, everyone's going to be high on Arizona because uh, they hung with BYU – um, again, folks, we can't reiterate enough. Have a short memory. Do not think what happened last week needs to happen this week and then need to happen in week the weeks, you know, going forward. If anything, go, wow, SDSU played like shit and they're only getting one in Tucson. Give me some Aztec. So uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna be for sure looking elsewhere. There's a ton of action this week that smells, which is <clears throat> beautiful. I was even looking at the one Neil was looking at. I think everyone's off of Cal. They just had a horrible loss. Everyone sees the TCU, you know, murder. Um, they're going to be high on them. That's one of them. Another one is uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of teams that are just totally out. And, yeah, I think 70% of the actions on uh, TCU. So nobody wants them um, this week. That's for sure. But, again, we know I'm hazmat suit 23, so I like to – put on the uh, the gear and go in and wade where nobody else really wants to. So Tulsa is another one that's disgusting. They lost outright to UC Davis. Uh, good for Davis, home of the great quarterback, Ken O'Brien. Um, uh, they're, they're getting 13. Everyone loves Oak State um, up there in Stillwater. And Tulsa is probably getting some of those players that they had missing. They probably suspended them for the first game. Another overreaction. Why is that not higher, closer to 20? Why is it under two touchdowns? Uh, super smelly. Um, and one more is uh, South Carolina is going to Eastern Carolina, who just got beat by App State. They didn't cover, and South Carolina destroyed their opponent 46 to nothing. And Eastern Carolina is only getting two. 
it's just a really, really mind blowing line. And uh, 73% of the action I see is on South Carolina. So everyone uh, sees it and goes, well, uh, that's free money. They're going to win by a field goal. So those are some that, uh, that pique my interest so far. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree with Chris on the Tulsa line. I was looking at that too. That might be my one out-of-conference game. But I wanted to touch on one more uh, Pac-12 game, of course. Oregon State minus 11 against Hawaii. Um, Oregon State's improving. They're scrappy. They're probably going to be fun to watch, but also inconsistent. Uh, 8 p.m. kickoff Pacific time in Corvallis, which is – 5 p.m. in Hawaii. Uh, that's a big advantage for the Rainbow Warriors. So I will be all over that plus 11. Um, I hope I hope Oregon State wins. I just I'm not going to bet on them to win that thing by over two scores. No way. And I'll jump in. I love yeah. I love that that over in that game too, Kyle. Um, you know I was looking at that game too. You know. Hawaii just comes off of a Portland State game. I think was the ending score was 49 to 35. So you had Portland State that put up a 35 spot on Hawaii. And if we know one thing Hawaii can do, they should be able to, you know, spread them out and, and throw a little bit. So over 64, I did like that. I did like that total over in that game. Yeah, that looks like it opened at 61 as well, right? And steam it up, yeah. You got it early, good for you. Tons of action coming up this weekend. A, a lot to look forward to. Let's take a quick break. I want to come back and I want to touch on another in-state rivalry. I want to talk about Iowa, Iowa State, because this one's really interesting to me. Uh, so we'll come right back with that. And then at the end of the show, we are going to talk about the Thursday night NFL opener. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. All right, Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, Iowa coming off the massive win against Indiana and Iowa State didn't look so great so chris i know this is one you're gonna have circled just because of the action and because of like you just said a few minutes ago have a short memory forget about what you just saw what's your take on this one that it looks like opened iowa state minus five i see most books at four four and a half now yeah absolutely this is one that's uh i always say i'm i'm more afraid of a square dog than a square favorite this is has Iowa score dog written all over it. Everyone's going to see how well they played, dominated Indiana and Iowa state barely, squ- uh, you know, squeaked by, uh, <clears throat> uh, Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa there. So FCS school. So even though they are the top of their class, they are really good. And so you can't, you know, a lot of folks will say that's a bad win, but, um, the sharps know that that was, they were all over Northern Iowa in that game and drove it down from 35 down to about 28 at game time. So I'm going to be looking, taking a look at Iowa state. Kyle, what's your take on that one? I agree more. Um, I I had a feeling you're going to bring this one up. That's why I kept, I had to keep one thing off of my just diarrhea, you know, explosion of, you know, picks coming at you, but (laughs) I had, I had Iowa state circled on this. Um, Not so much because of the apple bomb, you know, the, the home fave, but just more of what Chris said, you know, uh, University of Northern Iowa, you know, 16 to 10 and what Iowa had two pick sixes, uh, you know, definitely inflated that score kind of like the SC San Jose state game, you know, at the end there. And 
I, I like the Cyclones. I saw an update on Twitter a couple days ago and I you know, saw someone said, Oh, grab it now. It's at four. So I went to both my books, found the four and I said, all right, we're all in. So I'm already locked in on the Cyclones at minus four. And I, I mean, it's probably going to be a, a Duke amount type game, um, but I'm not going to pick a, pick a total. I'm going to stay with the Cyclones and hope they get that cover. Chris, it feels like one that Den might be on the dog there too. He did this with uh, Michigan State last week, and and it was he was really successful at that one. But uh, I agree. I mean, probably looking at a square dog there right now. I'm seeing about sixty six percent taking the points with Iowa. So I mean, not surprising at all. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprising at all. That's why I'm gonna stay away from him, and uh, we'll see if he dabbles Saturday and. Uh... That's one he'll fall for. We know when he's on a dog, we run, baby, when we see him on that. Okay, so what else What else are we looking at? We'll move away from that game and get to whatever else you guys had. Neil, you want to jump in? Sure. I think I got two other games that, that smelled fishy to me. So, um, you know, one was Mississippi State um, is at home against North Carolina State. They were catching three earlier on in the week. I think it's kind of consensus moved down to two and a half, but you're still catching two and a half points. And I think, again, this is going to be just overreaction to Mississippi State, you know, squeaking out a one-point win um, against, I think it was Louisiana Tech. And NC State, you know, shuts out USF 45 to nothing. You know, Mississippi State jumps out to a 14-point lead. Then they just fall asleep for, like, three full quarters. And it's not until 10 minutes left. And they go out and then they score three, you know, three consecutive touchdowns, 21 unanswered to get the win um, and win by a point. I think, you know, what's Mississippi State, though, if you look at the box score, this really drilled down. Mississippi State had six turnovers, five of which were fumbled, right? So, you know, what are they not going to do this week? I, you know, they're not going to fumble the football. Uh, our our Pac-12 boy, Mike Leach, you know, is the coach over there. I don't see how a, a home dog of, the, of a Mississippi State caliber, I get that NC State's, you know, a good team. But I give me the home dog in this, you know, this scenario all day long. Um, and the other one, um, you know, just because I think it's a terrible spot right now for Georgia is UAB goes to Georgia. UAB is getting 24 and a half points. You know, UAB is a top 50 college football program um, this year. And I, I think it's just a horrible spot for Georgia, a total letdown spot. They've got COVID issues. I know we don't, we don't, I don't think they've announced who the four players are that have COVID, um, but they've got COVID problems within the program. And, you know, again, with New Georgia, you just have a huge sigh of relief that just squeaked by Clemson. Um, I think 24 and a half, give me UAB plus 24 and a half all day long in that spot. Yeah, Kmart, over to you. Uh, I mean, I don't have any any much more to add, but um, you know, to Neil's point on the Bulldogs, looks like they might not be without JT Daniels, so that would be huge. Not to mention just that physical contest, you know, they had with Clemson. So could even play the under there because I definitely agree it could be a letdown spot. So you could look to the under if uh, you still think it's too much. But I agree with him. UAB is, you know in a top 50, you know, in the 
I was going to say Pac-12 there and all of NCAA. So, you know, something to keep an eye on for sure. But, but yeah, that's, that's all I have mainly Pac-12 heavy, but you'll see me playing some big 10 and 12 games as well. Um, You know, probably only the big prime time SEC, ACC type games like Sunday and Monday night. So Chris Duke, I've got a couple of, big numbers I want to get your thoughts on and then I want to do I do want to go back before we wrap up college to both Neil and Kyle and just get just a recap for everybody because we threw out a lot of a lot of schools and a lot of numbers which ones are you definitely like officially playing just so the listeners have that for sure Chris Duke you are the hazmat suit you are the poop sniffer I just want your brief thoughts when I say the school in the line all right now (laughs) this one's a Friday night Kansas plus 25 and a half at everyone's darling from last year, Coastal Carolina. Kansas is hot, Chris. Kansas is hot. Oh, my God. Didn't someone send in the group today that they've covered, like, or they haven't covered in, like, 11 non-conference big games with their dogs? I mean, every time you think they're going to cover, like, they're catching 31, they end up blowing it and lose by 33. I mean, this is – I might just bet it just because it's so disgusting. Feels like a sewer, just a waste management play. Why not? But it is kind of weird that it's only 25. You think you think Coastal Carolina could run them out real quick. I mean, the ones we're talking about, you are only interested in these if you like poop, scum, sewage. It gets worse. How about UMass? Home dog against Boston College getting 37. <laughs> Whiskey and a revolver, especially <laughs> now. I mean, I don't know. They're going over all these segments today where, you know, these teams are kicking kicking field goals down, uh, you know, 31 to make it 28 to cover the spread. You never know. Maybe uh, maybe there's a fix. The fix is in for games like these. But, yeah, absolutely. If you're taking stuff like this, you just, you're just praying, you know, that they don't go down 40 nothing. You're sitting there on a loser because these teams are absolute scum just like new mexico state but hey look at new mexico state they cover against the aztecs you know scum wins two more one is the the ultimate grand finale but this next one unlv plus 32 and a half at asu oh man the mountain west going to pac-12 country a couple desert schools yeah uh, what do you think? Uh, what would you do, Kmart, with that scum? Would you would you side with scum or lay it with the Pac-12? You know, I mean, I have a degree from ASU, but I, there's <laughs> no way. I mean, I looked at all the Pac-12 games and I immediately threw those out. I just, I generally just don't touch spreads that are that high. But if for for shits and kicks, I mean, you take those points all day because it's just like those games last week, with, even with Utah. And uh, ASU, again, you know, those high 30, 40-point spreads, these aren't teams that are really going to be blowing, blowing people out. And, you know, they, they're, they're just offenses aren't that equipped for big plays. So, you know, clock's going to run, and that's just, that's just a lot to cover. So I would definitely take those points. I wouldn't even think about laying them unless you just, like, hate money or something. And here's your here's your grand finale, Chris. This is probably the punching bag of the nation right now. UConn at home plus thirty four against Purdue. 
Wow. Yeah. And um, Kmart's right. I mean, I, I think the number landed right on the number with ASU and uh, Southern Utah yesterday or last week with the, the over under. But yeah, Herm does like to just chill and he'll just sit on a 28 nothing lead and, you know, you'll get your under. So be careful with that. But uh, yeah, dude, UConn, oh, they got just dismantled. They actually hung for a sec for about five, 10 minutes with Fresno. And then you look up at the board and it's 28 nothing before he could blink. So um that is that is another one i might just do that just because it's so disgusting and nobody else will be on it and i'll just uh ride with the books scum of all scum (laughs) purdue laying 34 on the road what a world just had their world the the team and (laughs) yep exactly just wow all right so uh neil which ones are you which ones are you on and betting as of right now for sure all right, so for sure, to recap, I got Mississippi, Mississippi State uh, plus the three points at home against NC State. We got – I do have and I've already booked Stanford, SC under the 52. I've got the Hawaii-Oregon State game over 64 and UAB plus 24 and a half. Kmart, how about you? Neil, did I convince you on that under, or did you already have it, and you were just curious on my take? I was just curious. I've already booked. I've already booked that. Nice. So I, I'm just upset that it's 52, but I saw 52 and a half for some reason. I'm curious to why this is steamrolling up. You know, I know Stanford uh, announced they're going to put in a new quarterback, but I don't see how that's meaningful. I mean, shit. If that's the case, then definitely, definitely, just lay those 17 point no. Um, you know, for me again, Iowa State minus four, that's locked and loaded. Um, I'm waiting on that Oregon plus 14 and a half. Um, you know, like Matt said, they are missing a few pieces on defense, which definitely makes you uh clench your sphincter a little bit. Um, I am looking at Washington plus seven, but for booked, I got San Diego State plus one. I have BYU plus seven, Stanford plus 17 and a half. I will book that under 52 and a half when I get off this call. And I am also in on Hawaii plus 11. So I, uh, I have a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. Busy college weekend coming up real quick before we call this one, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Tomorrow is the return of the NFL. We've got Dallas, we've got Tampa, we've got, Brady celebrating another fucking Super Bowl. What do we think? Chris, do I understand you correctly? Are you actually thinking that Dallas might be a dog that a lot of people look to? I just, I don't believe it. No, I was just telling you they're going to be more popular than the Rams and the Lions. That's for sure. But uh, I don't know. They're saying this might be a pick for a lot of folks in the survival picks and, uh, some sharks I talked to think that the Bucks could make it a two-score game. I think my dad likes it. It might be one of our plays. We might do the early play. So, hate to submit on Thursday, but I'll let the the pops go with his pick, and we'll pick four other poopy ones on Sunday. Yeah, Kyle, I'm seeing this line up to eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, I saw that earlier. So. You, you know me. I'm, I'm. I just wanted some action, so I had to tease the Bucks down to. I got it to two because it's already at eight, and then you know I'm a Niner idiot, so I just was like, all right, I'll just 
Hope the Bucks cover. I actually kind of hope I lose it because Tom Brady, you know, but I also hate the Cowboys. So I'm Kelly's going to yell at me and say, why didn't you tease it the other way? And I'll say, because I'm not that smart. <laughs> I'm still square and I just try to pick a winner. I mean, it's Chris, every, every parlay is going to start with Tampa. Every teaser is going to start with Tampa. It's just, is it, is it that easy? Are the books just going to get reamed on this one? I only did it. I haven't heard anyone not teasing it yet. Yeah. Crazy. That is the the only reason I think this line is going up again. And the only reason I actually put in the teasers because Zach Martin offensive line for the Cowboys is out. And that could be a problem with the guy who just obliterated his ankle. And we all saw what this defense did to Patrick Mahomes. So I know don't overreact, but that, that was kind of my thoughts on screw it. Chris, isn't the line going up because of the teaser liability? I mean, for it to, for it to be getting up over eight, getting to eight and a half. I mean, the books see what people are doing. Every person in the world on a teaser has it starting with the bucks tomorrow. So, I mean, good luck to the sports books, I guess. They're really going to need the Cowboys, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like it might land nine. That way the six-pointers land on three. Maybe Mm -hmm. they have some claws in there where ties or losses. Yeah, be careful. Check your book's rules. See what happens with those. Make sure the ties are winners and don't lay too much juice on them. But, uh, yeah, man, Gil Alexander, follow the money. I mean, everybody I've listened to today is, teaser 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 which scares me but hey we got this is only one island game you got the sunday night game you got the monday night game you got all sunday they don't care about losing one they, they, yep. they'll get it back oh yes they will neil real just quickly to wrap up you got anything on this one or are you just gonna enjoy the nfl being back i gotta think i'm just gonna enjoy it it's again it's one of those there's nothing on paper that i kind of like about dallas in this spot except the fact that they're getting you know, eight, and if you saw eight and a half, like it's just steamed rolling, you probably, like, I think you probably end up getting nine right before kickoff because of the teaser liability that they're going to have. So um, I just think you just, you kick back, you enjoy it, you drink some beers, and, and nice little warm up for Sunday. You know who will definitely have action on this one, Chris Duke? His name rhymes with Len. <laughs> No doubt, right, yeah. no doubt in my mind, Dan will be firing on the Thursday season opener for the NFL. That's uh, that's the freest bet you'll ever bet. If you, yeah, Dan will have action tomorrow night. All right, good stuff, you guys. A lot of college that we went over. So, um, good luck to everybody's bets. Uh, good luck if you tail us. Remember, Dan's going to be firing all Saturday. And all Sunday, so look forward to that. Next time we'll be coming back at you on Friday. We will have a little bit of an NFL Week 1 preview, trying to figure out our own contest picks. Uh, We'll get those lines officially Thursday morning. So look forward to that. We'll be back in a couple days. Chris Duke, just remind everyone, if you decide to bet on poop, like it looks like those Dallas Cowboys might be pretty poopy. Some crazy poopy shit might happen. (laughs) Nah, 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 this is Fade You.